This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Swing and a drive. Right field and deep. Back goes Aquino. It's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. Fly the W. Cubs fans, it's time to fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul Crawley Jean. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 91. Cubs trade option pitchers for and first base options. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast and follow us on all the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, uh, happy back to work week. Hope you uh, got some time with uh, family and friends over yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I got some time with uh, family and friends. Um, you know, I also got started on my own Christmas shop in a little bit. I got some gifts for myself for the Cubs cave. I uh, got, got a couple Sammy Sosa pieces. I wanted really to ask right. about that. So I follow Crowley on social media. Hopefully everybody listening does as well. Before we get into uh Cubs trade options for pitchers in first base. I want to know, even if it's just for my own person. Okay, give me a little background on both of those Sammy Sosa pieces. Yeah, so the, the, you know, um, Sammy Sosa obviously has not come back from from to Chicago since everything went down in 2004. He spends most of his time either in the Dominican or Abu Dhabi. He has places, and he also has a place in Miami. Doesn't spend a ton of time in Miami. When he comes down, usually about once a year, he'll do a, a private autograph signing. So you send it. Um, in this case, it was with Jim and Steve's card shop in Waukegan. So I sent a couple pieces. One of them was a Sports Illustrated replica cover from 1998. said Slam and Sammy, obviously, in the middle of the Maguire chase. So I got that one signed. That turned out really nice. And then the other was from September 27th, 2001. And that was the game after, obviously, after everything that happened with 9-11, baseball, you know, stopped for a little while. And when the Cubs came back, Sammy came out to right field uh, carrying a flag. So I got that signed by Sammy that, you know, with the, uh, it says USA, USA, USA on it. I had him inscribe that and the date. So um, very cool pe- pieces. And people remember um, Billy Williams was the first base coach at the time. Wow. And when Sammy hit a home run, he handed uh, Sammy a little flag. The one I got wow. is a bigger flag that he took out there. But, you know, just, you know, I think iconic memories, it, it, you know, that's the thing that I love the most about collecting and, and stuff that like kind of 
really made a big impression on me either, whether I was a kid or even like, even later on, like, you know, that black cat photo with the black cat staring right Santo dead in the eye, you know, that it's just something that that, like the story behind the story. Right. And so that, you know, I remember real clearly, I actually, um, I had tickets for what right around that time. And, and obviously the games were canceled. So, you know, that was, it was a moment in time that was really special. So I, you know, it was cool to get those pieces back. And then I just sent out uh, two more pieces for Alfonso Soriano. So hopefully uh, those get done and, uh, and then we'll, I'll talk about those when we get those back in. <laughs> now, when that happens, do you, do you get a, like, a photo of him actually signing it? Is there any, I know in that business, there's a lot of authenticity, right? There's even people that work in like the DNA market to, to make sure that this actually got signed by who it gets signed by. So you always want to go with someone you trust. And I trust Jim and Steve, and I know they have a relationship with Sammy. They actually will take pictures a lot of times of Sammy signing stuff. And I saw a picture of Sammy Sosa um, recently from that trip in Miami. Uh, there's also authentication uh, groups that will go in to that private signing. So if you pay an extra like $10, okay. Sammy signs it the next right next to him on the table is an authenticator slaps okay. a sticker. So and it's almost like it. a notary. It's almost like a notary right there, huh? Yes, absolutely. All right. So real quick and you know, people that listen to this know that I work at the score, obviously know how huge of a fan. So in my radio days, you remember, you might know this guy from twofold radio and this, your bit, your, your other hobby outside of the Cubs. Remember Steve Grad? Steve Grad, that's a name that I haven't so, heard in a long time. Do you know that name though? So yeah. he used to be with Man Cow. He was Man Cow's like sports guy, but he used to go back in the day. He had these binders, okay, three ring binders full of eight by tens of like everybody, athletes, comedians, movie stars, everybody. And he would hang out outside of hotels, all the best hotels in Chicago. And you have the Sharpies and everything, blah, blah, blah. And he had everybody's autograph, everybody's. But eventually he became or created an authentication business is my yeah. point. So he got into that. So I didn't know if potentially your paths had ever crossed on that side of things. I remember running into him at like the national one year, many, many years ago when I used to go stand in line and have people sign things like you did. I never got there early and was first in line like you, but um, yeah. So I was curious if your paths had ever crossed. Yeah. You know, I, it really, it, it's ringing a bell. And I remember Mad, uh, Mad Cow's morning madhouse and all that yep. stuff. And yeah, it was, it, it is crazy. And there it's, it's funny because a lot of people kind of travel in the same circles and you start yep. to bump into the same oh, people. Yeah, right. and, mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it's a fun hobby. It, it's, it's, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I like the, you know, doing them in person better. Yeah. Uh, though I, I want to thank all our listeners that jumped on that club 400 Christmas party. We're down to 20 tickets left before it sells out. Wow. But I, I love, I love going 19, and, and, right. Cause you got mine put on the side, right? right I got right. yours on the side. And so we, we sit there and when you go to, uh, like club 400, I like seeing them in person, but like, you know, Sammy won't do it. You know, certain guys are just like that. So, you know, however you can get them, you can get them, but it's more fun when you do it in person, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right. The business at hand, who are some potential uh, pitchers and first basemen that Crowley one day might be chasing for an autograph? Yeah. You know, we talked last time, last couple episodes about free agent targets and, and that's one way to fill in the holes. The other way is with, with trades. And we know 
from what we talked about before, the Cubs need front-end pitching, a first baseman, a third baseman. DH would be nice, and, and you're always looking for bullpen help. But when you dip into the free agent market, you know prices are going to be high. Players want long-term deals with opt-outs, and multiple teams are bidding. And, and you know, the player always has the upper hand in those negotiations. But another way to fill the positions of need is with trades. And now with the Cubs having one of the top-tier farm systems and a lot of teams looking to shed salary, including the usual suspects, your Oakland A's, your uh, Milwaukee Brewers, even your Chicago White Sox, right? You know, the, the, not there, my Chicago White Sox. <laughs> Maybe your Chicago White Sox. No, no, not my Chicago White Sox. There are a couple of things you want to keep in mind when we are talking trades. Obviously, the talent of the player you are trading for will have an effect on how many players or prospects you have to give up. But so does the amount of time left on the contract. So the more time left on the contract, the more prospects you have to give up. If a player's in their final year of a contract, then you can expect less prospects. We know which teams are in sell mode, basically. Like I said, White Sox, you take a look at uh, Milwaukee's another team that people think are going to be in the process of selling here. The The question now is, is a roll of the dice, okay? You know, we, we went through the arbitration process, and now, you know, teams are going to, you know, start to tender a contract and go through that process, all the different things that are happening. But that takes some time. And so in the meantime, before any deals are made, you can always trade these players and get, you know, a haul in return. But another thing you could potentially do is hope that uh, you roll the dice, start with that player, and then wait until the trade, day, uh, the trade deadline when teams get desperate and then boom, you know, see if you can even increase your haul even more. Think about it, Dustin, when we were talking about Marcus Stroman before the trade deadline in his the first half before the All-Star break, he was an All-Star, he had great ER. I mean, if you traded him then, the return would have been a lot greater than after right. what happened in the second right. half or if you would right. have traded him in this offseason. It's all a roll of dice, right? You got to know, you got to, you know, no one to hold him, no one to fold him, right? No one to walk away. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and uh, Marcus did walk away, so... I decided this time around, I said, let's take a look at starting pitching in first baseman. And then in the next episode, we can swing back to third baseman and DH. Third baseman, there's some interesting ideas out there. And, 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 and that's why I didn't want to go too long into this. But with Craig Council now managing the Cubs and having a say in player personnel decisions, how badly would he want his former ace to follow him to Chicago? Yeah. Burns posted that's really a interesting. Yeah, Burns posted a sub-3 ERA each season from 2020 to 2022. He was the NL Cy Young Award winner in 2021. In 2023, Dustin, he didn't have a dominant season. He went 10-8 and with a 3.39 ERA, but he started 32 games. Yes, the guy's a horse, out, absolute horse. Absolutely, and he struck out 200 batters. That's the third straight season he struck out at least 200 batters. He strikes out close to 26% of the batters he faced. And so for a Cubs team looking for a front end starter with swing and miss stuff, swing and miss, there's the key swing. and yep. miss. That's gotta be enticing. Now Burns is still salty ever since the Brewers defeated him in an arbitration hearing before the 2023 season. So here's this guy, right? This ACE, and this is the Brewers, right? They, they, they exchange their numbers. Usually you try to come to something, right? Maybe something in the middle a little bit, split the difference. He The Brewers wanted to pay him $10 million. 
Burns filed for $10.75 million, a difference, Dustin, of $740,000, which we would like, but in baseball parlance, that's pennies. That's literally pennies. And they went to arbitration over $740,000. Now, if you're not sure what the arbitration process is, basically Burns and his agent have to go in front of the arbitrator and explain why he's worth $10.75, while the team is against him saying why he's not worth what he thinks he's worth. So most teams don't want to get into that just because it leaves a agents will tell players don't even bother showing up. It's not good, but some players will, but it left a bad taste in Burns's mouth. And, and this is what he said. I think there were other ways they could have gone about it and probably have been a little bit more respectful with the way they went about it. So he was not happy. And, and you know, this is the thing when I think of council leaving Milwaukee, stuff like that, like over, arguing over $740,000 with your ACE or, you know, trading, uh, Josh Hader in the middle of a pennant run, your, your all-star closer. I mean, that just gotta be frustrating. And so, you know, it's projected that this season Burns is going to make 15.1 million in arbitration. He's 29 years old and this is his final season before hitting free agency. Dustin, do you think the Brewers trade Burns to their rival to the South? I I mean, I think if you're willing to give up, but you know, here's the difference. It's a great question. I think, you're willing to do it, but the price of poker is higher for you than, let's say, if they were going to trade him to the Texas Rangers, get him out of the league, or let's say trade him to the Atlanta Braves, get him out of the division. I just think when it's in the division, I think it's going to be a little bit um, higher than it would be for everybody else. Now, you know, it is, you know, for lack of a better term, is the new Cubs skipper, Craig Council, ready to jump on a table for this guy, right? Like how how enamored with him, how how key would he be? And I'm asking you, Crowley, like is he is he 1A if Justin Steele's one? If they were to add him, is he 1A or is he more of the two? You know, he'd be a great three, but I mean, is he is he right away the second best or is he the first best pitcher on the Cubs? Is he now the Cubs ace? if you were to trade for him. Remember, Justin Steele has one good season under the belt, right? Where, right, where right. Corbin Burns has done a fantastic well, right job now, for But right now, years. as it stands today, Justin Steele is the Cubs ace. Right. As it stands today, yes. Right. Do right. I think that Burns is a better pitcher from what I've seen over the last couple of years? You'd have to go Burns if you had to pick one of the two. Okay. Now, again, you know, a lot of times when you say opening day starter, you may be deferential. Burns will be like, hey, it was Justin Steele's year, you know, let him start or whatever. But Yeah, I think that's a bunch of, you know what. You know, you know how it depends it goes, on the guy. So. It depends on right. the guy. I mean, right. right. And and so I, I think that that in general. I know that, like I said, Burns has done it for, you know, since 2021 to 2023, this guy's been pretty dominant. He's, he's won a Cy Young award. Uh, He has more of a track record than Justin Steele does. I'm not saying Justin Steele's not going to be better than him. I'm just saying that hasn't happened yet. So you answer the question that yes, if they were to get him next week, he's the ace. Right. And, and, and here's what we know, Dustin, more than anything. And we saw in the, every postseason in the last few years, you need at least two of those guys. That's it. Minimum, minimum two of those guys. Um, and if you don't have that, you're not making it to the, you're not making it far in the postseason if you're making the postseason. Well, at all. here's the other thing. Part, part of what you have uh, researched is, you know, the 15.1 million, right. In arbitration. Right. Okay. 
now, you know, we haven't gotten there yet, but let's just let's just fast forward a little bit, if you will. Sonny Gray got $25 million a year, $75 million in total from the Cardinals, speaking of the teams down south. Okay? So if you can get Burns for 15, I would jump all over that. Right. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's the price of poker. When you look at your, your farm system, how much are you willing to give up? Um, you know, the Cubs gave up Kevin Made and uh, DJ Hurst to get Amir Candelario for a, basically a month. And if you take a look, DJ Hurst had a really good Arizona fall league and he's now been added to the nationals 40 man roster. So the only thing you worry about is, you know, you got him for one year. Now, if the, if you said to me, Crowley, the Cubs are one pitcher away from really being a World Series contender. Then you absolutely make that move. But, you know, if you're still a little bit on the fence, then that's something you have to consider is what are you willing to give up? How much will it cost? You know, will it cost a match shot? The Cubs have said for the most part, from what I'm hearing, Cade Horton's off the table. Um, the, these are type of things that you're going to have to ask. You know, uh, Owen Casey, th- those, those are names that, you know, maybe not everybody knows, but, you know, for people that pay attention to prospects, the Cubs have some really good ones. Obviously they have a lot of outfield prospects and those guys for the most part are blocked. It's just a question of what are you willing to give up to get him? Any idea, any idea, any speculation out there? You know that you're always, you know, you're, you're probably for one of the, especially for one of the big guys like Burns, or we're going to talk about Tyler Glass now in a minute. You're taking a look at probably one top 10 and probably, maybe even two more in, in the, in the 10 to 30 range. You know what I mean? Prospect wise. Yeah. yeah. So it, it ends up, it end and you don't know, you could even say to somebody, Hey, you know, throw Chris Morrell and a, and a top 10 prospect. I mean, th- those are the type of things you can do. Yeah. Very interesting. That's what's now fun the, about this Crowley. That's what's fun about this. Yeah. Now the next guy I got on here is Shane Bieber. Obviously Cubs GM Carter Hawkins known Shane Bieber well from their days with the guardians the, the Guardians are well-known, obviously, for doing this. You know, they, they get a guy, and then right before free agency, they trade him, and it seems like they just had a factory of pitchers coming through there. Um, Bieber had an okay 2023 season. He went 6-6 six and six with a 380 ERA. He started 21 games with 128 innings pitched, 107 strikeouts. So he struck out 20% of the batters he faced. That's 6% less than Burns. But he missed a large portion of the second half with right elbow elbow inflammation. And so when I take a look at, you know, Bieber, I'm not as excited as I am when I think about Corbin Burns, but he's going to cost you less. And if he has a good bounce back season, it may be well worth that deal. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, you know, we're connecting a lot of dots here, right? Just like we did with the, the last picture with the Brewers connection. Now we're connecting it to Carter Hawkins makes a lot of sense. He's going to be it going. Makes, for, it makes a ton. It makes a ton of sense. Now he's twelve point two million is what it'll cost you about that. But but you know, boy, elbow inflammation. You know that that kind of makes me a little bit nervous, right there. Well, you're going to you have know. to check him out, right? You're going to have to you're going to have to be allowed to have your doctors check him out. It's not like you just trade him without his him going through medicals, or you can agree on something, and then of course the player has to pass the physical. Absolutely. So. You know, when you talk about, uh, you know, also Bieber, he's not gonna, he's probably not gonna cost a top ten prospect. Correct. You you could probably get him for less than that. So, right. so might be worth kicking the tires. But again, um, Shane Bieber comes in, he's like a number three, right? He's not coming in to be the ace. 
I would say he, you, what you're what you're looking for here, and whoever your ace is, you're looking for a one-two punch. And so, if you think that it's Justin Steele, and then boom, who are you going to pair with him? Gotcha. Right. And well, so, you know who I want to pair him with, based on the list that you put together, Crowley. The who's next that? guy. The next. Tyler guy Glass now. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> so used to bet. I used to bet he was like always like eight and a half, nine for total strikeouts in the game, and he went on a little run where he he did that like eight or nine times in a row. Oh, he 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 definitely does. And and so, you know, we we've talked about the Brewers, the Guardians and now the Rays. These are all teams that constantly do this flipping guys right before they go to free agency. Uh the the Rays signed Glass now to an extension in August 2022 when he was completing Tommy John uh, rehabbing from Tommy John surgery. This season, the righty is set to make $25 million, which would be the largest single-year salary in franchise history, which means they're going to trade him. He is set to reach free agency next season, just like Burns and just like Bieber. And, um, you know, when you look at what he does, you, you, you've, you've talked about he's a strikeout Swing and miss. Yep. Swing and miss. In 2023, Glasnow had a left oblique injury early in the season, but he finished with a record of 10-7 and with a 3.53 ERA. He started 21 games and threw 120 innings, Dustin, with 162 strikeouts. Now, you, the other thing you're going to take a look at with Glasnow is, is that he's a guy that is, again, still, it takes a little time to come back from Tommy John, right? So you know that he's just going to get better. The main thing with him is health, man. It, it, 2023 was the first season he started 20 games. Also, you get a little nervous. I mean, postseason is, I hate to be a hypocrite here, but, you know, he just, he has a, you know, a, a track record a bit, two and six with the 572 ERA. So when we talk about postseason, we say small sample size, but, you know, eight games gives you a little, you know, as a pitcher, especially gives you a, a little bit of a sample size to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and so like, you know, all these guys that we're looking at when I, when I compile the list, there's other starters that, you know, are on the trade block, but I'm, I'm looking for a top end swing and miss guy. And, and, and glass now definitely fits that description as does our next option, a familiar name, both, uh, you know, how about Dylan cease, you know, reunion with the former cub draft pick. He was in their farm system and he was kind of the throwing Dustin when, they yeah, how about that? Some throwing, some throwing for Jose Quintana was Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. Now I'll say this: I don't regret the deal at the time. I know people do, and and that's Ugh. that. That's hindsight. You can do that, but here's what I'm telling you: is that the Cubs were four games away from the World Series because of Jose Quintana in 2017. Uh, they lost to the Dodgers in the NLCS. They do not make it without him. I'm telling you that. So. That's where you do roll the dice. Did it work? And and Dylan Cease when and it was that, that was okay. It, Crowley, you're you're right. Let's just stick on this for a second, okay? Yeah. It, it, it's hard for me as a Cubs fan, and the fact that it was the Sox on top of it, and I have to have the Jason Benetti. Thanks, Cubs. I have to deal with all that garbage, right? But it was after that. He was no good. It was that, and then he would beat the Brewers, and that's it. Like he had the one. He had the one decent half, and he would beat the Brewers. And that's all he did. Yeah, he had the one half. He beat the Brewers. And then there's been some articles written about, um, if you remember, the juiced balls. Yeah. 
And it seemed to affect him certain, you know, obviously fly ball pitchers are going to be affected more by juice balls than guys that, you know, throw it to yeah, contact. I mean, it wasn't like they were only, the juice balls were only going in his bag. I mean, you know, they, you know, everybody. No, was but, but if you're Marcus Stroman, you don't throw a lot of ground. You don't, you know, if you're, right. if you're throwing I, a lot of fly right. balls, I mean, it, 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 it affects a fly ball pitcher differently. No doubt. Right. So I, I don't think that, and, and Dylan sees if, if you remember him back at the time when he was with the Cubs and his minor league days, he had a lot of problems with command. That was a big problem. And, and I feel like the Sox pitching infrastructure was better than the Cubs pitching infrastructure at the time. And so I think, I don't know if, if the Cubs would have kept him, if we would have seen the development that Cease did have Uh new white Sox GM, Chris Getz has said that the Southsiders are open for business and like the entire White Sox organization, Cease had a disappointing 2023, went 7-9 and nine with a 4.58 ERA. Dustin, he started 33 games with 177 innings pitched with 214 strikeouts. Now, Cease was the runner-up in Cy Young voting in 2022 when he went 14-8 and eight with a 2.20 ERA. He started 32 games and 184 innings pitched with 222 strikeouts. Dustin, his 27.3 strikeout rate is better than both Burns and Bieber last season. His fastball averaged 95.6, down a tick from the preceding season. But but if you're comparing him to the other Cubs pitchers, that's blazing. Yeah. So one thing about Cease is that he has two years of, of arbitration. So he's two years away from free agency. And he's projected for $8.8 million in arbitration, so half – what we were talking about with Burns and a little less than half of what we were talking with Bieber. So isn't that expensive and you have two seasons of them, but that means you're going to have to up the ante as far as the White Sox, as far as wanting prospects. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I would just be shocked if the Cubs, if the, if the Sox would deal with the Cubs at this point, I just, I just think, I, I mean, I, I would think they'd be more likely to trade him to the Guardians or the Twins before the Cubs. Is asinine as that may sound, that's how I feel. Here, here's the thing is that the White Sox are already de- admitting defeat, and, and then they're, they have to build something better. So as far as the White Sox, I don't think they care if it's the, 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 the Cubs, the Guardians, the Dodgers, whoever gives them the King's ransom for cease, and we've heard the Dodgers kicked around a lot with that. Uh, it, the White Sox are in desperate need of talent. So whoever is going to infuse that system with the most talent is going to be the winner. They don't care what the name is on the jersey. They don't care what town they're from. The White Sox are in desperate need of talent. And so Dylan Cease is obviously one of the best chips. Um, I, you know, are they going to trade Luis Robert? I, 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 they keep saying no. So, I mean, obviously I think he would be the best player on that team. But if you're taking a look at the second less best player, it would be Dylan Cease. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I'm not against my hear, hear me out. I'm not against him becoming a cub once again. Not at all. Okay. Not, not, not even a little bit. I, I'm just saying, I just would be shocked. I would be shocked that the White Sox would deal with the Cubs on that, on that level of a trade. I mean, you know, the White Sox were going for it when the Craig Kimbrell trade was made, right? The Cubs traded Craig Kimbrell, and that was, you know, maybe the missing piece, and it didn't work out. He was one of those guys that had a hard time coming in the eighth as opposed to the ninth. But, you know, there, there's plenty of deals between the Cubs and the Sox. Um, Chris Getz doesn't think the way you and I do about the Cubs-Sox rivalry. Neither does Jed Hoyer. They're just looking for, you know, and again, going back to Jose Quintana, the Cubs got Jose Quintana. What if Quintana was the the piece that gave the Cubs two World Series in a row? 
you know, the, the, the Sox didn't care at that point in time. And they got two really good players in return. Um, Eloy hasn't, you know, been all that you thought he would be, but, you know, Cease definitely has outperformed what people originally thought when he was part of the trade. So I think, I think it, it's, it's there. So you got four pitchers, I think, in that running that the Cubs would be interested in in a trade. Dylan Cease, Tyler Glass, now Shane Bieber, and Corbin Burns. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but, you know, again, all of those teams are looking to get rid of those players, and the Cubs have what they're looking for as far as young talent. Yeah, it's going to be super, super interesting. There's no doubt about that. All right, we're going from the mound, and now we're moving over to first base. Yep, we talked about the Cubs' struggles with first base, and there aren't a lot of trade options there, but there is one big polar bear that may be available. (laughs) Uh, While the Cubs failed to make the playoffs in the last weekend of the season, you could look at the say a drop ball versus the Braves. How about losing six or seven to the D-backs in September? Or you may remember Pete Alonso single-handedly beating the Cubs in New York. Dustin, since Alonzo entered MLB in 2019, he has a slashed line of 251, 342, 528 with 192 home runs and 498 RBIs in one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks in the league. In 2023, the average was down. 217 is worst average since that weird 2020 season. I don't really count those numbers, but he still was able to slug. He slashed 217, 318, 504. Dustin, 46 home runs and 118 RBIs. So he didn't get on base a lot, but when he made contact, the ball was gone. Now. Yeah, I, 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 you don't have to sell me on this guy. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, in, I'm in on this. I, I, in, at Wrigley Field, in his personality, I, I am in on this. Now, Jesse Rogers reported that Pete Alonzo is on the Cubs' radar. There's, quote, there's no doubt about it. He's, here's the reason. He wants to come to Chicago. From what I've been told is he surveyed now that the Mets have been broken up and saw that the Cubs don't have a first baseman ready to rock and roll. They have a pretty good team in a great market. I think that he wants to come here, meaning Chicago, as much as they want him. Dustin, Pete Alonzo is on the last year of his contract and becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2024. Again, don't have to sell you on him. It's, you know, you wonder, too, about the Mets being salty about the Javi Baez for Pete Crow Armstrong trade, and you wonder how much they are going to ask for Pete Alonzo because right. the Cubs really fleeced. It makes sense, right. it makes sense for everybody and they want to, they want to make good. Now. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens, but that that's definitely clearly the top trade piece that the Cubs could get for first base. And then the hope is, is that if Pete Alonzo likes it and the Cubs are willing to spend the money that he'll be with them beyond 2024. So we can, you know, definitely see what happens when he comes you know, if he's willing to start talking extension, you know, or we'll see what happens. But another name, Dustin, that I kind of dug up was Josh Bell. When the Cubs were looking around and kicking the tires for options for first base last offseason, Dustin, we talked about Josh Bell. Mm-hmm. And the guard, you know. Probably, we, a year, probably a year ago at this time. Right. We were, you know, we were looking at all those names, uh, Jose Abreu and Bell and, and, you know, uh, Trey Mancini, you know, we, we kicked around all these names. The Guardians ended up signing him to a two-year, $33 million contract, but then sent him to Miami at the trade deadline. He slashed 247, 325, 419. So a little better average than Pete Alonzo, less slugging, obviously. 
half the home runs, 22 home runs and 74 RBIs. Again, not as eye-popping as Alonzo, but serviceable, and it would cost you $16 million and would be off the books for the 2025 season. I guess, Dustin, my question would be, you know, if they don't believe that Matt Mervis is the answer, you have to, you can't keep doing this plug and play every year at first right. base. You've got to get somebody going for long term. Well, here's and the only so, reason. Here's the only reason I don't like this idea based on how the Cubs are built right now. Um, I know we could look it up, but I don't want to get too deep down into the statistics of it and do math and everything. That's not why I do sports talk radio or the Fly the W670 podcast with you. But I'm guessing Josh Bell had a lot of at bats last year. Right. I mean, he was the Guardians, DH, first baseman, Marlins, first baseman, DH. He, he got a lot of at bats. I'm guessing, I'm going to guess he got at least 50 to 75 more at bats than Patrick Wisdom. And Patrick Wisdom hit more home runs. And Patrick Wisdom is on the Cubs roster right now at a way cheaper price. So had- I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that Bell is so much of a better option than Patrick Wisdom. So just to, just so you know, as far as Josh Bell, he had 547 at-bats. And like you said, he had similar home run numbers, but you know, when you, when you look at the average and the on-base and stuff like that, better than Patrick Wisdom. I guess you, you have to go better than Patrick Wisdom. I mean, I, I understand that, but I'm first. just saying Josh Bell is like, to me, Josh Bell, I mean, do you disagree with me? I mean, he's just a tick up to me. I, I'm not like, I'm not falling over my, I'm not falling all over myself about him. You know, we, we, we talked about it before when we talked about, you he's know, not, he's just, he's just all right. You this need, isn't, this isn't just now again, Shohei Otani and Josh Bell. Okay. You, you, sure. You know, I got, I, you got me. Right. But I mean, Shohei Otani and Patrick wisdom. Okay. Maybe still. Okay. Right. I, I so so yeah, like you said, I think it comes down to what else they do. If Josh Bell's your big move, that's that's not going to cut. Oh it. God, yeah. But right. but no you know when you look at Patrick Wisdom for uh, last year, he only ha- he had half of the at bats, like you said, two hundred sixty-eight. Half. And he didn't he hit twenty-six home runs. Yeah, he hit uh, twenty-three home runs. Twenty-three. Okay, so he hit one more home run. One more. Right. The so average. I'm just saying, was, I mean, you know, what's the average? The average was two hundred five, and he okay, and so on base forty. So he's forty there. points. He's forty points better on base, uh, you know. But he, but he, if you gave, if you gave Patrick Wisdom more chances, I think his average would have been a little bit better than it was. See, that's where I, I think that they 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 purposely put him in positions to succeed and didn't play him a lot, especially in the summertime. So I, I, I got a feeling that I don't know how much faith they have. They gave him two million dollars. Um, and then when, when it was the, uh, non trade, uh, when it was the tender deadline. So that's again, very little money in baseball terms, right. but, um, you know, I don't know how much, I mean, if, if you're telling me you're going to go a full season with Patrick wisdom, I, I would take Josh bell over that. Oh, easily. well, of course. I, I, that's not what I'm saying, but it's right. just not, it's not that much better, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I would go with markedly better. Not now, not world changing, not Cody Bellinger better, but better. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. 
that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 91. Cubs trade options for pitching and first base. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And as we've talked about, you're like Crowley, you're going through your baseball withdrawals and your shakes, but there's been plenty of baseball news to keep you going. In this new segment we've got for you, we're going to help you fill out that social calendar with Cubs events. On this episode, Crowley talking to Danny Rocket, lead singer of the Bleacher Bum Band, to give you the details of the seventh annual Cubs caroling that will be bringing Yuletide joy to the establishments of Wrigleyville. Joining me on the Fly the W podcast, I'm happy to have on my old friend and the bard of the bleachers, Danny Rocket. Danny, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, had a uh, a nice Thanksgiving with some family, and now I'm ready to rock and roll some Christmas songs, or Cubsmas songs, I should say. Well, last time you and I talked on the podcast, uh, you know, you the Bleacher Bum Band just had their great album, the follow-up album, Straight Out of Left Field, and... And it was so fun watching you perform in a lot of different places. And if people haven't bought that album, you can get it anywhere, uh, like, you know, iTunes, whatever, anywhere you want to, to listen to the album because it's such a good album. These days, you don't even have to buy it anymore. Technology. They just let you take it from me for free. It's amazing. <laughs> Look up Bleacher Bum Band. We got two records and you can check them out. Um, but yeah, that was that. It was the last time we spoke on this show, anyway. Not the last time we spoke. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! And you know the reason I wanted to have you on, other than loving talking to you, is because we have come to a magical time of year when we gather with our closest friends, Cub friends, and start to sing Yuletide carols. Now, just a quick origin story. Danny came up with this idea. You know. In 2017, the Cubs, it used to be called Cubs Park before they branded it Gallagher Way. And so as, as a meet and greet for Cub fans during the winter months when there wasn't a lot going on, this is before all the pop-up bars and the winter at Wintrust at Wrigley, all that stuff. It was a meetup and it was an ice skating rink in front of Gallagher Way. And here's a picture for those of you on the 670 The Score YouTube channel. 
And it sounded like a good idea, just meeting up with Cub fans, having a couple of drinks and ice skating. But then I had a little bit too much and fell a whole bunch of times. And <laughs> I, th I think we decided that it was probably best not to do something as dangerous in the future, just in case. I don't so. know if you would have done any better sober, though. That's the <laughs> really crazy thing about it. It's a little concerning. Your balance skills were on ice were, oh, were quite I, I, I am ice. actually quite the ice skater but um not after going to uh, lucky doors and having a few of those apple whiskey drinks <laughs> cider drinks that was that that was where the mistake ran in and so this is going to be the seventh annual caroling party i want to say is a seven and is it seven uh, can't be no no six has to be six yeah because we didn't six do it in yeah six 18 sixth 18 19 20 21 22 this is gonna be the sixth annual so we're getting up there, but it started out as, as a merry band that we, this is a picture of us at Nisei Lounge, uh, usually the ending spot. And it, it just was a group of people. And we what we end up doing is we go from bar to bar and you write a whole bunch of Cubs themed Christmas carols. And it's to me, I, I have copies of like every single one that we've ever done before but what gives you the inspiration as far as 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 being able to come up with some of these songs and 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 including all this cubs uh topical humor into your songs well you know it started with that waddle and sylvie competition actually i think i was already doing it like i used to put out the cubs christmas album on bleed cubby blue every year when i would do a medley with like the bullpen coaches singing and i'd do all the voices and talk about what happened the year before what our wishes for christmas were and it would be like this like basically an album promo and that was the joke so i would string all these songs together and then i got on the waddle and sylvie show and i did the song lester flips it underhand and everybody went nuts for it you know i was a finalist i got to go on the show and sing it and, and everything and i was like yeah man people are really responded to it so when people really respond to something it's a good idea to do a little bit more of it so we just did more of it and i'm like wouldn't it be fun if we all went cubs miscaroling with some of these songs and then we were singing them at club 400 we, we tried them out there. Sometimes we did them. A, yeah, there's a great picture of Kathleen Mesmer singing. I believe that was the Almora song. <laughs> when we used it, we had Gloria in Excelsis Deo with Almora. Um, so, and they're always like tongue in cheek kind of joke songs. Like, I, you know, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously as Cubs fans, but like we have some Christmas wishes. Like, you know, we all want to have Otani or Juan Soto on the team next year. Some superstar. Um, so there's always a lot of material in the off season of things that you want. And also things from last season that maybe didn't go so well that you want to make fun of and kind of, you know, you know, give it the old heave ho with a little joke, you know, make fun of yourself a little bit. So it's been a great time. Six years. Oh my God. I, I know. I, I was thinking about that the other day. I was looking at, I'm like, yeah, I was going through the, through the pictures that I'm putting up here and, and yeah, it's been a long time. And so every year, this happens usually um, we, we pick about the third weekend in December and this year it is going to be on December 16th at 5 PM. And ladies and gentlemen, it really doesn't cost anything. It really is just, you kind of come and we'll be at output, which is on the corner. When is it on? It's on uh, Clark and it's right by uh, Grace and Clark. It's uh, yeah, Grace and it's, Clark. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, if you haven't uh, been there, the best damn wings, best damn wings. Thirty-seven twenty North Clark. Yeah, they got great 37 food. Thirty-seven twenty North Clark. They got great food, good French fries too. I, I'm a French fry guy, and I really enjoy them. Um, 
And uh, we're going to start there having a couple of drinks and sing all the songs first. And so we won't be cold going in. Um, right. Everybody and, and, can meet. And, and, a- we, we do have, you know, a book that we print out and we bring it to there. So you will have the carols. You don't have to memorize these. And what will happen is a quick, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, depending, you know, the little practice, little warm up where Danny leads us through all the songs. Now, Danny, obviously, there's no bigger story yet right now than Craig Council coming to the Cubs. And you have prepared already a Christmas carol in honor of the Cubs' oh, yeah. new skipper. Well, why don't you give us a few bars of, of your newest tune here? Sure, sure. Um, so, the, so this is to the tune of Jingle Bells. Craig Council, Craig Council, managing the game. Oh, how great it is to have a manager with a brain. Oh, Craig Council, Craig Council, managing the game. Wonder if he is still mad about the time it didn't rain. (laughs) Jed got on the phone and called manager Craig. Said, I got the dough to blow other teams away. Come and win a ring, 40 mil for five. From your house to Wrigley Fields under a two-hour drive. Oh, Craig Council, Craig Council, managing the game. Oh, how great it is to have a manager with a brain. Oh, Craig Council, Craig Council, managing the game. Wonder if he is still mad about the time it didn't rain. Wonder if he is still mad about the time it didn't rain. <laughs> do you right, that, that, that's do a you good think, one. You can, do you think he's still mad? <laughs> yeah, I think he probably, the funny thing, Danny, is I was at that game. And, and if people don't realize that was in 2017 and it was the final out bobblehead giveaway, the one with Rizzo and Bryant and their hands are in the air and a big W people literally flew in all over the place and it rained all day night before. And it was raining in the morning. And so you're, everyone's sitting there like probably like eight or nine. They've been rained on for like three hours and, you know, all of a sudden the gates come open and everyone's ready to get their bobblehead. And the security comes out and goes, the game's been called and closes the gate. It is absolute <laughs> panic. People are screaming. We flew in for the-. literally swearing, offering these security <laughs> hundreds of dollars for this bobblehead. And we all had to go home and on the drive home, it's, it's sunny. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. Unreal. Yeah, so Craig Council was mad, but so were a lot of bobblehead seekers, I guess is what you're saying. And we were were pretty limited. And like I said, people flew in for that thing. So as you heard that, that Carol, it's funny because certain Carol's just kind of click with the crowd. And those are the ones that we tend to play in the different bars. And so what'll happen is we'll start at output and then we will start to make our way down clark and hit all the bars and there's a lot of bars to hit and we will go in there kindly ask the people if we may uh if they would turn off the music and we sing three songs usually yeah and you, then three we, songs <laughs> little we we wish you a merry cubs miss we wish you a merry cubs miss and then that's it and usually people just kind of fall in love with it and what ends up happening we'll have a couple drinks and as we keep moving down the street we pick up more and more carolers that just decide to join the party. And it's funny how many friends we've made based off Cubs carolin over the years. 
Yeah, we always have extra song sheets. And uh, unfortunately, because it is a bar crawl, it is 21 and up. But we always go and sing in Gallagher Way by the Christmas tree. And so, uh, and that's free. We don't have to go all the way into Winterland because it's five bucks and like, you know, but we, we could do that. Well, maybe we decide to do that. I don't know. We're pretty free flowing that night, this caroling thing. But um, we sing, there's the picture of us by the Christmas tree. Uh, this is where we're singing Korea, I think, which we went viral for. But um, so if you want to join us for that part of the concert, you know, you'll definitely see us. We'll probably be over there sometime between six o'clock and seven o'clock or whatever we get there. But, uh, you know, you'll hear us. That's for sure. We'll be this large group of, uh, I guess, festively dressed Cubs fans singing loudly in the streets of Wrigley. You really can't miss us. No, I'm putting a picture up here and you can see there's Santa hats, there's Cogly Cub sweaters, there's Christmas light necklaces. It It, it is literally... It, one of the most fun nights out of the year. And you brought up the Carlos Correa viral moment. And so what ends up happening, and this is totally unplanned, is that uh, Ryan Guffey, who, who did a lot of work for Comcast, you and I both know Ryan, friends of Ryan, out of nowhere, he sits there and he records a song that you wrote for Carlos Correa, who at that time was you know, it was a big free agent that, that everybody was trying to get, Carlos Correa. And so you wrote a song, a Cubs carol, uh, Correa, again, and to the tune of Gloria. And it just went viral and blew up, especially because somehow Carlos Correa got tagged. And in this tweet I'm showing right here, uh, Fox Sports MLB said, Cub fans changed the words of Gloria in excesses Deo to Correa come play in Chicago. And Carlos Correa retweets it out and says, happy holidays to you all. Danny, I, I like to think that we almost got Correa landed for the Cubs. <laughs> and, 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 and that would have been pretty epic, but it didn't happen. So now we have another chance here with one of the biggest free agents in the history of baseball. Now in the Cubs grasp close, you have written a song to seal the deal and bring Shohei Otani to Chicago. If you would please, Maestro. Yeah, I uh, I will. And, you know, I, I know it's uh, kind of controversial with uh, with uh, all the fans. and the, You know, oh, it's too much money and whatnot. Uh, hey, just remember everything. Everybody, it's not your money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's just one player that we want, Shohei Otani. Cubs fans don't care what he costs. Shohei Otani. Seiya is his childhood friend. The Cubs could be good again. Come on, Rick, it's time to spend. Shohei Otani. Oh, we want Otani for Christmas. Shohei Otani's the man. We want Otani for Christmas. Sign Otani for the fans. I, I, I think that's going to do it. I know we're supposed to be quiet and secret about Otani, but I think if we have a good crowd at, at Gallagher Way singing for Otani, it will it'll be like the Grinch. His heart will grow three sizes and he will come <laughs> to Chicago and we will have we will actually finally truly have a designated hitter on the Cubs for the first time ever. 
Oh, but we have Christopher Morrell. He couldn't possibly play another position. <laughs> he, well, no well, where, where are we going to put the, the backup catcher? Where are we going to put the backup catcher? The backup catcher. So, exactly. My yeah. favorite position. <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell people, stretch people enough. We've had people actually come out and we've become friends with these people that, that literally just came by themselves. They're kind of nervous. And it's funny because we'll, we'll spot them and, and, and when they start coming around, especially at output. And they're like, uh, come on in, have, have a drink, sing some songs. And by the end, we're literally best friends. And that's, like I said, it, it, it is a fun night of the year. Nobody takes this serious. They're fun Cubs carols. And, and, and I guess I kind of feel like, I, you know, Danny, you were a Broadway star and rent. You, you have the voice of an angel. I kind of come at it from the Harry Carey aspect that if you hear <laughs> me sing, you'll feel comfortable knowing you can't be any worse than me and it'll make life much easier. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think Michael Cotton's actually coming to this one. And uh, <laughs> if there's ever, I mean, he's got one of those voices that are unforgettable. And I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen his dance moves. That might be interesting, but it, it, it's, it's everybody is welcome to come out. It is again at output at 5 PM on September 16th. Uh, and, and once we kind of get rolling, you want to kind of get there around five, five 30. Cause once we get rolling, we don't know where that crazy ship is going to stop. Danny, why don't you tell the listeners where they can follow you on social media, on your podcast, so that, that people can listen to more of your tunes. And again, buy your albums. I still buy them. I'm old school. Yeah, buy the album. That would be nice. I get like eight bucks or something like that. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, give me some Christmas money. Um, it's at Sunranto, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. The name of the show is Sunranto Show. The name of the band's Bleacher Bum Band. And uh, I've been into TikTok lately. I'm, oh, I'm also a Cubs weatherman on the side. <laughs> Tom Skilling's retiring. It's Danny Rocket time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I saw that opening. And and, and your podcast, the Sun Ranto podcast, it, yeah. it, it, it's out a couple times a week usually. And then you have, like you said, Michael Cotton and the great infield fly girl. And it's always a fun listen. I should say this because we're talking about Cubs, Miss Carols right now, is that we're holding a contest uh, for this at the Sun Ranto show that anybody can join and be a part of. You make your own Cubs themed Christmas Carol, a Cubs Miss Carol, and you enter to win a prize. This year, I have, you know, how the Cubs went to London this year. I have a poster um, of the Cubs, uh, the Cubs London poster. So yeah. that, that's one of the prizes. The other prize is a signed Sean Dunstan photo. Oh, wow. So that is, you know, you're always very generous with the prizes. And so if you have musical ability or even if you don't, because I've entered the contest a couple times myself, um, give it a shot. It's so close. I thought that was a good song. I really, that the Bon Jovi one, the Bon Jovi, uh, or what is it? Please come home for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You you know where you went wrong? Nobody knows that song. (laughs) All right. I, I, I'm going to take your advice and I'm going yeah. to put the pen to paper and I'm going to, I'm going to get going. I'm going to blow Eric Wheelow's socks off. Exactly. This, this year you got to beat Wheelow. We need to make Wheelow do a song about Craig Council. If you don't know, Craig, uh, <laughs> Eric Wheelow is our Brewers fan, a correspondent for the Sun Ranto show. And it, he's a hilarious comedian, but we should make him do a song about losing Craig Council. And, 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 and I, I can tell you that uh, Joe Kilgallen, I don't know if he'll be there, but he's not thrilled about the Craig Council move. So maybe we'll, we'll give him a solo too as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad for for Joe. It's it's kind of like when I feel bad for Bleacher Jeff every time like Ian Happ's not playing left field or something, you know, <laughs> or or like now that Chris Young's gone, it's like that was his guy, you know. See why, you know. So, but well, you know, this baseball the baseball man, though, people he, come and go. If you do come Cubs caroling, you will see. I know Sarah Sanchez has been to almost all of them, if not all of them. I know Bleacher Jeff will be there. My Thai guy will be there. All the classics will be there. So if you are into it, like I said, if you if you want to meet the people behind the accounts, they're so like it is so Cubs Twitter centric. It's it's funny, but everybody is welcomed and it is a very welcoming atmosphere. It's a great place to meet other people. Like you said, people just show up by themselves and all of a sudden have friends for life or just, a, you know, show up as a pair, you know, just a couple of people. Hey, we thought we tried this out because it sounded freaking dumb. And so we're like, all right, let's go. And we all sang together, had a great time. So, yeah, it's you really can't go wrong. If you, if you like fun, then this is like a pretty good event for that. For fun. Exactly. And, and and for all those people missing baseball like you and me, we're literally recording this as the Bears game on and we don't care. <laughs> uh, I could give two rats a rat's ass. Um yeah. Uh I was gonna actually I have four tickets for uh Gallagher Way tonight, the Winterfest, but it, it's way too cold to go in there. They're like, no, you know, no wonder uh you know, nobody wants these things. The Bears are on tonight. I'm like, oh really? Like, I don't care. I didn't even know, you know. I'm like, don't they plan Sundays? What day is it? Well, for any baseball fan, come on out. Any Cubs fan, this is a the event at winter time. And don't forget, we're actually going to run through a bunch of these songs at the Club 400 uh, Cubs Christmas party. And that's Saturday, December 9th, 6 to 10 p.m. So you could even come a week before. There's only 20 tickets left. Did, did so I just see that Daniel Mike Talkman? Mike Talkman will be, be there. I didn't know that. This is all news. Who else is going to be there? Just Mike come on, Talkman? Come on, Danny. Get, 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 uh, and John Maley. Ah, maybe he could teach me how to hit. There you go. So definitely well, you can come the week before, get some songs, and, and definitely come on the 16th because we'd love to have you out there, and it's always a blast. Danny, I appreciate you jumping on, giving us a couple songs, and, and hopefully we'll see a whole bunch of listeners out there on Saturday, December 16th, 5 p.m. Yeah, Output Lounge. Yeah, get it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 91. Cubs trade options at pitching and first base. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Crowley, let's talk a little uh, hot stove as we had some uh, breaking news this morning in that market. Yeah, all sorts of things are starting to bubble up here a little bit. Old friend Jason Hayward just got a one-year $9 million deal 
with uh, the Dodgers. So good on him. Keep keep the keep the money rolling, right? Um, the Phillies, you know, when we talk about the big news this season, that would be the Phillies re-signing Aaron Nola. There's been a few other moves out there. Remember, Reynaldo Lopez went to the Braves. Since our last podcast, there have been a few other signings. Kenta Maeda will go to Detroit on a two-year, $24 million contract. That could look to be a good deal. But remember, St. Louis was just absolutely awful last season, Dustin. And, you know, we, 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 we reveled in their misery. They said that they're going to start, you know, signing free agent pitching, starting pitching. That was their goal. They've signed Dustin three pitchers so far. But I got to tell you, I haven't been impressed. They signed Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson to one-year $11 million deals. And today they signed Sonny Gray to three years, $75 million. That's $25 million a year. That seems like an exorbitant amount of money for Sonny Gray. No thank you. God bless Sonny Gray and his family, okay? God bless them all. God bless the Grays, okay? But I, I think that's way too much. And, of course, you know, this is where he always wanted to go. This is the team he's been eyeballing, yada, yada, yada. Okay, go go ahead. Be, be on the wrong side of the rivalry once again. You know, when I'm looking at this, though, I am just not impressed with the pitchers that they've picked up or the staff that they have. Throw in, uh, you know, Wilson Contreras as the catcher. I mean, you know, this is – it, it is really weird to me that this is where they are right now. It, it, I've always been used to the Cardinals being really smart with pitchers and, you know, catchers and all that stuff. Just not really much there. You know, when you look at that, when you look at the depth chart, it, it's, it's not anything that scares you, you know? I mean, listen, they said they were going to add three starting pitchers and they've added three starting pitchers, right? They, they've if, done exactly <laughs> what they said they were going to do. I'm just telling you this, Dustin. If these are the three pitchers and they don't sign any more, that is that is not going to sell the old season tickets in uh, down in uh, St. Lou. No, 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 no. Now, Japanese player updates. It seems like there's a lot of news about Japanese players. Um, first off, we got to talk about Shohei Otani because it's all about Shohei Otani. This is what our own Bruce Levine said. You can follow him on uh, Inside the Clubhouse on saturdays what nine to eleven that's right so let's give it a listen here 52 weeks a year major league sources tell me that the chicago cubs are way in on Shohei otani as they should be probably four or five other teams major league sources tell me that the chicago cubs are way in on Shohei otani way in four or five teams dustin now the interesting thing is not only does Bruce appear on Saturday mornings and on all the various shows throughout the day, including the Mully and Haw show, but he also writes on uh, for the uh, odyssey on dot com slash six seventy the score. And in his latest article, Bruce talks about the Cubs willingness to be flexible on contract language. And Dustin, this really kind of um, really made me turn my head a little bit, especially some of the things we've talked about on the Fly the W podcast. This is what Bruce wrote, quote, the Cubs understand it will take a historic offer to land Otani and they're willing to be creative in negotiations. With Otani's pitching career on hold for one season, the Cubs would likely be willing to give him the flexibility to have opt-out language in the contract. With Otani in the prime of his career, his hitting alone will make him the highest played player in the game. Player in the game, the pitching portion of Otani's new contract could be tied to his availability on the mound and/or appearances made. 
an avenue that would give the team some protection in case further arm injuries, while also allowing Otani the chance to earn all the money he deserves as one of the greatest players of all time. If for some reason Otani wants a shorter-term deal with a higher average annual value than he'd get on a long-term contract, the Cubs will be prepared to pounce with that sort of offer. Dustin, this goes back to what we were talking about that, you know, he's not pitching next year. And, no. you know, if you're going to give him a long-term contract, if he's just going to be a DH, you can't, it'd be hard to justify a $500, $600 million contract. If you're talking 500 million, 600 million, he better be a DH and an ace pitcher, but we know he can't be that next year. But let's say the Cubs give him an opt out after say two years, right? Similar to what they did with Marcus Stroman. He could get a huge contract. And then, you know, if he starts pitching and pitching uh, to the level that he did before, he could opt out and try to make even more money. Thoughts right. on that? Well, I, I mean, I think what's nice there is that it protects both sides, right? But I mean, they're, they're talking $450 million for just the hitter. I, I just... For the fan part, I mean, there might be an unbelievable, and we can't even comprehend it. And I've heard Bruce talk about it, um, business part of this. Like, I, I think I heard Bruce say that he brought in a hundred million dollars in revenue to the Angels. So, like, the hundred million dollar offsets the other, right? And it's probably going to be even bigger and better than that for the Cubs. But that that doesn't that doesn't do anything for you and I necessarily, and you, you really face it because you've got season tickets, right? So you, you're a real first hand consumer of this thing. Um, I, I just, I have no problem with the Cubs spending 500 or six, $600 million over the next 10 years. But I'd like to see that on three or four people as opposed to one, just my opinion. Right. A hundred percent understand. And, and again, if you're telling me that all you're going to have is show Otani and you can't do anything else, well, then I am going to be nervous. It, you know, that, it, it, that's the thing is that now the other argument there is, is that other people, other star players are going to want to come play here because the Cubs are moving in the right direction and they're paying Otani. So maybe you'd be willing to come in for a, a, a one year and an option type thing, approve it and an option type thing, put yourself in a big market, position yourself on a team that's winning to help your pocketbook the next year. Maybe, maybe, but I, I, I'm not big on the maybes either. All I know right now is that, you know, the Cubs names have been consistently brought up when it comes to Otani. Uh, you know, articles have been written about how, you know, the Cubs were very close in 2017, way closer than people thought. If the, if there would have been a DH when Otani first signed, the Cubs may have been his chosen destination. Um, so just imagine that after the 2017 season, if the Cubs would have had Otani to go along with the team that they right. had. Well, we're going to um, have plenty of time to keep talking about Otani Crowley. What about the uh, almost for sure thing? Everybody's saying the safest, most for sure thing in um, free agency this year is Yamamoto. Yes. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the, the Japanese pitching phenom and his agents will be holding zoom meetings with interested clubs, probably most clubs, this week. Okay? So this week will be the Zoom meeting with Yamamoto and his agent. And then after the Zoom meetings this week, Yamamoto and his agents will then kind of figure out which teams he wants to meet with in person 
when he comes to the U.S. after the winter meetings come up December 4th to the 7th. So he's going to be coming around the 7th, 8th, and start meeting with teams individually. And so, you know, you're just wondering what the Cubs have prepped. I know, obviously, um, that Tommy Hadovy is a guy that they've brought to talk to pitchers. I know Kyle Hendricks is someone that they've brought to talk to pitchers. I don't know what their pitch is going to be, but, you know, here's hoping that the Cubs have something because, again, I, from everything I've seen, everything I've read, th this kid has a potential to be a Cy Young Award winner this season immediately. And if you're, you know, just, just – you know, high fastball and then all the secondary pitches that are just sick. It, it just comes down to, you know, I, I would just love to have this kid. If, if the Cubs can do it, he has to make a decision shortly after that because he has to sign with the team by January 4th or he goes back to his team in the Nepal. Well, that that's not going to happen, right? We, we know that's not going to happen. He's not going back. I, I don't think nope. so. he's going to be pitching in major league baseball next season. My, my guess is before the new year, we'll know where Yamamoto is going. Um, to me, and maybe I'm a little bit crazy here, I'm more intrigued with Yamamoto than I am with signing Otani. I am too. I'm with you because I think you can get Yamamoto and Bellinger, or you could get Otani. Right. And when, you're talking, when, you, when you're talking big names, right, when we're talking big names. Right, and you're talking about a 25-year-old just phenom, and, and, and I've, I've – read some articles where players that have played against him, you know, talk about what Yamamoto does and then they're just blown away. And basically they're just saying, I hope I don't go over four. That's all right. you try to do is grind out a single walk. You know, if you can ground out a walk, that's grind out a walk. That's, that's a victory. So I am, I am very excited. I, like I said, I'm just hoping, uh, you know, Jed does well, no, no problems with the field. Well, he went like, there, right? He has scouted yep. him in person. Correct. Right, right. He's they yeah. He scouted him in person. He scouted he scouted a variety of options. Um, you know, we talked about Escobar, who's now with the team, the left-handed bullpen arm, and then another guy that they've been looking at is Shota Imanaga. He was posted today by his NPB team. He's a 30-year-old lefty. He's not an ace like a one or a two, but you definitely could see him being a number three, four pitcher. Uh, he's teams are going to have until January 11th. So one week after Yamamoto to sign Imanaga, he's going to be signed as well. It's just a matter of who, but for me, Dustin, I, I need some, I need front end. I need a one or two. That's, that's what I, I really truly believe the, you know, you saw it with the um, diamondbacks this year, right? You had two amazing pitchers and then behind that wasn't a lot, but it was enough to get them to the world series. So, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, I don't, so, go I, ahead. I don't. I just don't see the Cubs having a one and a two right now. No, no. And one more former Cub uh, getting another uh, nice contract, all things considered, and he's finally off the Cubs books officially for the 2024 season. Correct? It's Jason Hayward. Yeah, Jay Hay, one year, nine million dollars. It's uh, you know, good on him. And 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 again. You know, he he contributes a lot to the city of Chicago. Right. Um, and, and Chicago will be his permanent home when it's all said and done. Uh, you know, just a great guy. And, and hey, man, congrats to him, you know. Right. Isn't it amazing, though, that we just like, it's like, oh, yeah, one year with nine million. Eh, shrug your shoulders. It just it's kind of crazy, seems like that, right? right? Isn't it crazy? Like, eh, 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 good for him, you know. Yeah, nine, <laughs> nine million is just kind of average eh, money. Yeah. 
Um, must be nice. Well, Crowley, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow the socials, Fly the W on Facebook. Follow it on Instagram. Of course, we're on Twitter as well. You can also email us, flythew670 gmail.com. And you can watch us on YouTube, that's right, by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have a great start to a uh, full week, and we will get back together midweek with some more Cubs news to share. Guys, don't forget, 20 tickets left for the Club 400 Christmas party. Do not miss out. Put the Cubs Carolyn on your calendar. We'll be here when any nose breaks. Go Cubs! It's all over.